0: so bringing up return to's uh you know one of the others that you brought up was krenko with an amazing uh you know acknowledgment at the end that he is a legitimate businessman mm-hmm. um because we fully support so that
1: my yeah. uh, here here's something you'll probably enjoy my uh first draft for the krenko section it was full of allegedlies. um so it was
2: <laughs> it was
1: like krenko was uh, Krenko is allegedly the leader of a goblin criminal cartel. Allegedly this, allegedly that, all the way through. Just like, you know, like full on mafioso doublespeak. And uh it did not make it (laughs) through the editorial past. They're like they're like, look, Jay, I like this. I love it even, but we're gonna confuse the heck out of people if you put this in here. I'm like, fine. Take it out and make it more clear. I guess, but then they I mean, let me that that was how I, I um i emotionally blackmailed them into letting me uh put that thing into the ending there i'm like this is my
0: like post script like i get to say whatever i want <laughs> and i'm gonna defend my man granko because <laughs> you know, he, he's just trying to earn a living yeah.
3: yeah i i when I, f- I finished reading the book i had i immediately sent a message to hobbs when i when i read that sentence the uh you know crank of the legitimate business goblin and i'm like yep that's that's great i love it it's
1: yeah so i will say the the forward and the afterward are where they let me be silly and play around the, the most with uh with my own voice rather than trying to just be clear and understandable i guess <laughs>
0: so that was so we got questions for you today and one of them was well the funny part is this one was who's the best goblin and why is it kranko um <laughs> i mean obviously
1: second... <laughs> it's because Cranko is the most powerful being in the multiverse by the transitive okay. property at least right so Nicol bolus um mm-hmm. when they fought did Nicol bolus physically wound gideon no, he, no, no, he did, did not. Did the Eldrazi were they able to physically? Eldrazi Titan gods were they able to physically wound Gideon as he was standing there swinging around his soral while everyone else is doing all the real work of killing them?
0: Right, no, no, no. Yeah,
1: they yeah, they yeah, did not. They did yeah. not draw blood. Did Did Krenko wound Gideon? Yes, he did. Y- Krenko is yes, the most did. powerful being in the multiverse. He's stronger than an elder dragon, stronger than Eldrazi Titans.
0: Ah, uh, this is the best part of the show so far,
3: <laughs> and, and my favorite part was that you used the term transitive property. I love throwing that into random everyday <laughs> conversation for no apparent reason. <laughs> it's
0: Alex, all excited about the transitive property, and I'm like, yeah, but this is also very, very true. I, I have lots of thoughts about Cranko, so you know this. This makes it even better. We we have mentioned on this show numerous times the fact that he was able to get a scratch in against Gideon. So it makes more sense.
2: I have thoughts about
0: work. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I
1: I have thoughts about where I want Krenko to go and I'm not sure I can really share them, but believe me, if Krenko ever comes back around, I'm going to have some things to say to the quite, quite lovely people in the, the creative teams. Um, who are uh, Gosh, I, you- yeah. oh. the, 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 the people I work with. Uh, so I work with a guy named uh, Paul Morrissey, who, who works on the publishing side over with franchise. Um, and I work with a, a lot of great people at Studio X and the creative team. Um, too many for me to go through naming here. And also probably I don't want to send assault. Uh, Paul is not on Twitter, so he's fine. <laughs> the, the others I know are on Twitter and I'm not sure I want to send uh, anyone who dislikes me their way. Um, but they're, they're all, wonderful and we we collaborate a lot oh. on, on the stuff you've seen especially in the last year or so like the boom comics and and the web fiction um yep and it's been it's been a great experience working with all of them on these things uh but yeah really so awesome. if krenko if i ever find out krenko <sighs> is is on the block like i have some very exciting thoughts about him in the future
0: we do too we've already said them in the past so they, they can be found on past episodes yeah i guess that's where we have to leave that one yeah (laughs) uh what is the hardest part of writing about so many popular legendary creatures like what is the difficult pieces of things trimming was one um
1: so i think my original draft had like I don't know, I was I was probably around 150 characters and it cut cut down had to cut down for space to about 120 characters. Uh, but the most challenging part was especially with characters with like long deep histories like what are the most essential elements of this character that in 200 words uh, someone reading this will walk away with an understanding of of who this
0: person is, who this character is. Yeah, I mean, I noticed you only gave, like, two pages to Bolus when that should have been the whole book. I mean,
1: Bolus also, like, Bolus is one of the few characters who gets, uh, gets a profile in both Legends and Planes of the Multiverse. So, Bolus is doing just fine, Hobbs. Like, I think it's Bolus and Urza because it's really hard to talk about Yo. a lot of things unless you lay the groundwork <laughs> with those two first.
0: Yeah. So, and one I- hero and one villain. I got you. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And I, I one know hero only one about. villain. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, and I I have to say I do respect how much history you were how much you were able to condense that down with, with the as particularly Urza and Yagma for two that I was impressed. Like there is not a lot of words here and he manages to express quite a, a lot about their history there. So this
1: I don't think I mentioned this before. Um, well then again, only one other person ever wanted to interview me about this, about the book. So uh it's not hard to not um not have mentioned it. Uh but I think in my one of my first drafts of uh of legends, especially with like the Weatherlight era characters, I built the story of the Weatherlight saga through the characters so i talked a little bit about them but then tried to weave the overall story through each profile culminating in Gerard and the 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 legacy uh the legacy weapon going off um it it was a lot of fun to do but i think we were right to kind of to to tweak that a bit there's still a little bit of it in there i think but it's not as explicitly like these 10 character profiles are building through this whole epic storyline um, in part because we wanted people to be able to pick it up and not have to read it like front to back in order to understand what was going on. Like they could open to a character they like and read that profile or a character that looks cool and read that profile. So I think it made a lot of sense to switch it. But yeah, I I, I wish I could have included more.
0: Well, I, yeah, I was going to say I would narrowing i mean we talk about legendary creatures and we've had a whole episode on what it means to be legendary what it means to be elder what it means you know like these are all concepts that are very interesting because of how magic has developed in terms of gameplay you know um in terms of i think the legendary creatures being a lot more prevalent with edh obviously being probably the primary way that most people play at this point um that that there is even love for the lore and the character pieces. And so getting that is more difficult. I mean, or like you just to cut that down at this point. So I should
1: mention before we were looking at uh when I said earlier we were looking at like the diversity of characters, like in both in creature types and of real people. And Yeah, so EDH um it was also our commander was also a major factor in who we picked. Uh, so, like, if there are characters in there that don't have a ton of lore, they're probably in there because they're very popular on the commander end. Uh, which was another, like, another way we weighted things as we were trying to pick characters at the time. There were less than a thousand legendary creatures. Now there's like thirty percent more legendary creatures in the game, so
2: <laughs> it would have been even harder.
0: You know, Alex and I amused a little bit about this when we talked about, um, you know, the 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 legends book is kind of thinking about that hard part and like we know that this is gonna be stuff that you really can't talk about but like why things get chosen and and it seems like they can be chosen we've talked about this in the past with like wizard seeding, you know wanting things to be in there that are going to be like coming up um or th- that are important for us to know
3: Yeah, I mean, and and we've seen that with, like, Commander decks, too. And Commander product in particular, because it's not tied to the specific story like the standard sets are. So it's easier for them to just kind of wander (laughs) wherever they want to put in (laughs) is fair game. And so you kind of see that if you look at, okay, all the legends from this the last several years, you have legends showing up from all these different planes. And sometimes that... and. Like I said, kind of like that. You understand that there's going to be things you can't talk about, but at least for for people who aren't plugged into some of that, it can be fun to to speculate or to just think about it just as an exercise. You know, what's present here, what might be present here to remind us that this exists because something may be coming up for that.
1: So, in terms of these books, I should be able to talk pretty much about anything because I think any kind of Ooh, we're seeding this for the future has been revealed at this point. Like you, you all okay. know, what's coming out next year, uh, yeah. and I, I, as as the writer of this book, I have more leeway than if I was being the editor talking about it. Um, okay. I don't I don't have like hard and fast rules outside of like the NDA stuff, but uh, generally, when it's just something I worked on as an editor, I try to refrain from commenting for a, a variety of reasons. Um, yeah and especially I don't want to claim credit for something that's a group effort. Uh, But when I'm like the author of the thing um, and I have a great editorial team, but I have more like freedom to chat about why things were, were were the way they were, especially on the promotional side. Like my, my editor is not going to care.
0: We're talking about, he's getting, they're getting free airtime for their books. so. (laughs) Yeah, you should let them know we we are we are um we we are rec- we 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 are recording episodes on both of them. So that is yeah. our plan. Uh, we yeah, joked well, about the fact that we are using our audio only format to talk about visual guides. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean that's then, that's the irony of all of
1: us podcasters.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I I kept catching myself talking about oh well and then this gorgeous certain and it's like that I'm saying to a microphone that the people who are going to listen to this can't
0: see. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but, but go buy the book because the but, artwork yeah, is it's, it's great, believe me. <laughs> it's it's so, so good, you guys. <laughs> well, I, I am curious, like, so because you've gotten to do these two projects, kind of can you tell us a little bit about them, like how you got into this role, like where you got to do this?
1: Okay, so, um. So for those of you, I mean, we've gone this far we haven't actually mentioned other than me being the author of this is that I also um I'm some some people in wizards refer to me as like the lore master. I kind of hate that term because it's so nerdy uh, but, like I'm not gonna refer to myself as that in people i uh with people i I don't know uh but I am like a continuity editor for um for for Wizards of the Coast on magic stuff and have been for pretty much everything that's been published since War of the Spark in 2018 early 2019 I don't I don't remember exactly when when the first War of the Spark Ravnica came out worked on like the the Gathering Storm with Django Wexler um and then and I ended up uh I have like a retainer agreement with them where I work on a certain Amount of well, a certain word count amount, uh, amongst other things that I, I do for them. I am an outside contractor, so I should be very clear. I'm not, I'm not in the room when, when discussions or meetings are happening on things, but, um, and, and depending on who I'm working with, uh, how I work on things can, can vary. Um, especially when things were still like the, the ebooks, uh, or the novellas, I should say, um, I would just get a, uh, I'd, I'd get an email letting me know it was coming <laughs> and then i get an email uh then i get an email with the thing itself and maybe some explainers i'd get like the world guide uh so i'd be familiar with any changes that have been made um and i I'd, I'd just run through it as an editor Leave you know track changes leave comments um i'm really good at that kind of thing because my real job was emergency manager and i had to read the most the driest 500 page emergency plans and leave like detailed comments throughout. So, like, I am like, I think that's, like half my skill set is I know, I know how to leave uh, track change as well. Because um, believe me, if you don't know how to use that tool properly, publishing becomes a nightmare.
0: Uh, and then, who, who knew that that would be what what made you so valuable to the magic community was really I mean, also spreadsheets. Yeah, tracking
1: yep. information through spreadsheets is also a major <laughs> strong point of mine. <laughs> um. And then I work with, uh, you know, working on like the web fiction. It's more of a, the the authors have like a set schedule. Uh, there's like a shared place where all of that's put um, that I have access to. That I work with a number of the creative team people who are responsible for the story side amongst their other duties, um, and chat with them there. Uh,
0: that's and great. it's that, funny you said that because uh, one of the other questions or things that we got was from at queer visual. Uh, who basically joked about why do you keep making these content? Yes, these mess that's up that's who
1: I was responding to. I...
0: Yes, and then just the idea of <laughs> we'll there was it. a timeline on fixing this. Uh,
1: <laughs> Jesus. So that's so the web stuff is web team stuff. They are, and um, I, I am fairly sure. Like I, I'm not positive the web team exists. I feel like everyone says they exist. No, <laughs> no I'm just uh, it's a hypothetical.
0: It's allegedly a web team.
1: I I, I I do not actually want to insult them because I have a feeling they're probably, uh, the, like I, the website looks fantastic. Uh, but yes, <laughs> I, I, they are probably under resourced. Um, and I don't want to pile on on something that's not super critical. But yeah, I I hear you, and I believe me, I bring it up at least once a year, twice a year with whoever I'm talking to about Magic Story stuff, and uh, it it is where it is, and it is there for reasons that i i'm frankly not aware of uh like they they don't cc me on their internal emails about web team stuff i don't know
2: I
0: can't. yeah that's fair <laughs> you're not getting cc'd on these gosh man i yeah. thought we had somebody that was a big deal on our show alex but now no, we learned i'm not no. even getting cc'd i'm not so... no <laughs> just a little guy jay you brought up actually you know i'm pivoting us completely to a tangent now at this point because the other I don't thing even know we, if
1: I answered that question. I went into a long rant about what I do, and then I don't know if I actually point.
0: answered your question. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough.
1: Because, yeah, that, because,
0: because once you started answering it, it just pushed my brain. Because the original thing we were going to have you on to talk about was basically pandemics. Um, that actually was the original topic for you, was the public health side of things. Because we had already done kind of this... We had done an episode about like disaster planning on Ravnica with Renee, like a mm-hmm. long time ago. Yeah, and th- that was
3: right around when War of the Spark was coming out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause we were just like joking about like, you know, like cause... that was the episode where zombies aren't actually the problem. Yeah. It was... mm-hmm. So we, we, you know, the plan was originally to have you two on to, to talk about pandemics, you know, like, well, for us, Phyrexian uh, invasions, um, so to speak. But like, the other side of your, 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 your life has been public health and, and disaster and kind of relief planning. Is that accurate? It has been.
1: Uh, I would. So basically, up until about halfway through 2019, from the time I graduated grad school in 2010, through Halfway through 2019, I was working in public health, specifically in public health emergency planning. Um, the what ha- what changed is we moved, and we moved in the middle of a pandemic, where uh, basically any basically everyone staffed up like in the first six months of COVID, and then there haven't been a ton of positions available. But thankfully, my random side gig of magic that uh, (laughs) I am uh, now involved in uh, has like, I mean, between several different contracts I had this year, not everything I can I can talk about yet. uh, I've basically made my salary as a high level emergency manager (laughs) this year. I'm not sure it'll be the same next year, but, uh, you know, because this is this. I, I doubt I will reproduce this year in terms of the contractual side for me. Uh, but so yeah, this year I was basically a full-time freelancer. Uh, but up until last year, I was a full-time emergency manager in public health and I will be again. Uh, but it's just, it's just a matter of finding the right position. Um, cause I made the mistake of basically, so my, my wife's a physician. Um, we had to move a few times. I'm sure you know what, well, what
0: this is like Hobbs, uh, Although you, <laughs> yeah. you, you've, you've I probably heard the stories, but yes, I met her after, after residency, but yes. Yeah. So,
1: you know, we were in Maryland for, we were lucky enough to get a uh, residency in Maryland where our family and friends are um, fellowship was down in Virginia beach. So I left my position in Maryland where I was the, uh, the emergency operations manager for Maryland department of health Um Went, went down to Virginia Beach. I worked for um, the Crimson Plus sign that I will not name further because they have a lot of weird social media stuff. Uh, did not enjoy that position. I, I was good at it, but I did not enjoy it um, because it was like the first place that offered me a job. And I will never take the first place that offers me a job again uh, and end up moving into being a uh, local level, what's called a public health emergency manager at one of the, the cities down there in that area. Um, which I enjoyed greatly, and worked co- worked the first six months of COVID there before we moved back for um after my f- my wife finished her fellowship. Um, so, uh, yeah, right now I'm casually looking, but because the magic stuff has been so good, and we got a new baby on the way, I was like, this isn't the highest priority for me. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, if, if if there are hiring managers out there for emergency medicine or for emergency management that listen to the show. Please get it, Jay. Um, <laughs> but I, no, I, I am curious. You know the overlap between you know like this 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 show kind of being where I've been able to marry those two loves. Um, you made some jokes to it and well, or allusions to being good with like track changes and stuff. But I'm wondering <laughs> where is that actual overlap for you? Is there is there overlap? I guess
1: between the story. Well, I, I think it's more. Um, it's best way to put this emergency management is all about uh processes and communications and as much as story is like as we like to think of it as like an artistic thing um a lot of the elements of it are just like processes i don't know how to explain this better uh but there is there's actually a lot of skill set overlap uh just in terms of being able to go through a thing look at it critically um whether i'm enjoying it or not uh thinking of all the other things and moving parts especially in the in the newer web fiction area it's been uh, era uh it's been much more challenging because it's not like just one novella um it's you know for these last bunch it's 10 different stories um making sure all the moving parts are lined up and I, I'm work is basically like a backstop for that uh, but when it comes to emergency management and looking through these plans it's like, oh well, how does this happen? who does that? why does this happen? Um, going through and basically asking that question for a whole lot of different things um just gave me the the correct skill set to be a good, editor on these kinds of things um and tracking all the elements between the stories
0: in 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 a simple answer yeah <laughs> yeah like going going thought thought going a little deeper uh because this is what we were originally going to have you on for was the public health kind of piece thinking of a pandemic
3: Well, see the way i took that is because quite often in the storylines there are disasters happening <laughs> and so that's that's how i interpreted it
0: i mean th- to be f- to be fair alex that was the direction i was kind of going was you know thinking about where somebody like you would be valuable within a storyline for magic oh um, yeah no no yeah. There's
1: there's been a few things where i i'm um, um so new uh what, what what's the the new capenna um I am not a, I was not officially a cultural consultant, but I am a Brooklyn Italian from New York city. So, uh, I, I, I definitely had input on, <laughs> on that story. Um, but b- besides that, you know, when like, whenever like, especially like government and organizational stuff comes up. I'm like, who does this? Why does, why who's responsible for this? Like what's going on here? Like, let's flesh this out a little bit. I want to design like real governments for this plane. And they're like, Jay, we have other work we have to do.
0: (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Somebody would have to be in charge. I I don't even remember what our questions were anymore. We had questions. Um, Uh, Yeah.
3: What questions should we be asking? And, (laughs) <laughs> I think we mostly just started having a conversation with you. and It's kind of flown from there.
0: I mean, that's most of how <laughs> our conversations go. It's yeah. fine. I mean, I hear we could just completely go off the rails. Kess just asked uh, very simply, um, how many goblins can ride Niv-Mizzet at one time? Ooh, that's a good question.
1: Um, that's hard hitting. How, how many goblins could ride Niv-Mizzet at one time? could like physically could he could he could carry or could live through the experience of trying to 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 ride the fire mind like those are two very different questions to be fair
0: they're okay it's so like the, the short answer is all on ravnica because none of them are going to say no to try
1: this is true you know like
0: the is it goblins are not going to not give this a go right like <laughs> this is very clearly an experiment <laughs> like the, they're lining up like it's more like tickets please more so than yeah so i guess if there was like a mechanical a bull a version problem. of niv-mizzet like that they could all climb onto. it'd be a lot but the real one would not allow it the real one would you i want to hear the real one The real one would not allow it is what I was saying. Why not though? I need to know why. Might have something to do with Dragon's Beast. Like
1: he'd be he'd be very indignant about it. Like he is he is above (laughs) carrying someone around like a common dragon rider dragon. Right.
0: He's not a knight fury. If we're if we're going before, you know, five color think he's 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 a god again or god of some sort you know, isn't he their clan leader? Shouldn't he be doing something like this as like a morale booster or like a team (laughs) building exercise? So in the original Ravnica
1: block, Niv-Mizzet hadn't been seen in like a long time. And he shows up at one point, they finally call him for help. Uh, He shows up, kills one Nephilim, has a close call with another one. And he's like, Nope, you can all handle this yourselves. I'm not having, a to do it. I'm not, I'm washing my hands of this and disappears. And people thought he was a planeswalker for like a decade. Um, <laughs> so it's just, you know, it was like one stunned goblin, Krixizix, who I, who I love. I hope she gets a card one day. Cause she's like, oh. uh, she's like the $6 million goblin. She's like a bionic goblin and she's awesome. Um, but yeah like
3: niv i i can't see niv like doing signing up for this he, he would cause... not allow
1: anyone to ride him
3: see hobbs what you were talking about isn't he their leader he should he be doing stuff for them it just in my in my head i'm picturing like employee day at uh the is it hall and he's just like brings a carnival in or something yes! and he's, i don't he's... just you know and that's like the one day he's like all right line up some <laughs> give some rides I don't know. That's just- on me. <laughs> yeah, goblins, you, you, goblins got, to the front. You've got some, you know, I'm sure someone will have mini donuts there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why now. All of a sudden, this this episode has gotten to the point where I'm coming up with this carnival. But that's where my head's at because that's just what happens sometimes.
0: You're planning a by. retreat for us. You're you're trying to make Niv a dragon of the people or the goblins at least.
3: Yeah, you know, just employee morale at at the 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 uh, is it whatever facilities they have.
1: I think you're ascribing like way too much care. For- Nevmizit for, for the rest of the guild. He wants them to do their job individually. So he does not really care what happens beyond there.
3: Right? There are always more researchers. <laughs> that is fair. I just, I really wanted to see what an is it cotton candy machine would look like. Oh, so but I. Totally fair. We like are that's down rabbit holes now. It, it,
1: it, an Is It Cotton Candy Machine would probably start off as like a lawnmower or something. I don't know with the <laughs> way their inventions go. They just they're they're invented for one thing and then laterally repurposed for something else when it's clear they don't work for that thing.
3: <laughs> and then the way you fix that is taking something else that's unrelated to either the intended purpose or the original purpose of the other object and try to continue making it. Go yeah, in a different I, direction.
1: Django really like really understands the is it and in his Gathering Storm stories there's like the mention of uh like an elevator I think it was an elevator. It was originally designed as an elevator and ended up getting repurposed as a trash because it kept squashing people <laughs> 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 or something something along those lines. And it was just like that is just so, the is it to a T.
3: Maybe, what you're saying is maybe I don't want to see what they would do to make a cotton candy machine. <laughs> Probably not. At least not the
1: first one. Make sure they work out the
3: bugs first. <laughs> see, uh, maybe that's the purpose of the carnival. They all think it's for morale, but it's just to use the uh, the employees as test subjects like uh, aperture science or something.
0: Now I feel bad for the goblins on Ravnica, too. That's fine. They'll all be united under Cranko soon enough. If it ever actually comes up, I don't want to say. It. <laughs> it's one yeah, of those things. I can't really speculate yeah. anymore. So
1: I, I know.
2: Be
0: so I am curious what that you know, like, because I think of you from. Old you're youth, thinking you're of like 2015
1: to 2018 jay and ellie who was the yeah. speculator in chief yeah yeah the yeah, speculator
0: yeah. In chief, like that was kind of the role right yeah like, yeah it's it's kind of a big shift for you to in, like not really be able to at this point because like just like you've got let's take ndas out of it like you have a, a mind that is that enjoys like speculation and so that means that there's some amount that even without extra knowledge you may hit but now like that's very dangerous like you can't do it so so
1: okay L- let me let me put this a, a different way i can do it i just can't tell you i'm doing it with the watsi folks
0: fair okay yeah that
1: so is very so like yeah my connections and things are are coming into play all that stuff is coming into play with what i'm working on like in terms of the boom comic and the web fiction and all that stuff um so i'm getting to do a lot of that i just can't do it publicly because i basically i mean when it comes to story stuff i basically know like everything that has been written for the future so far so i can't like it's hard for me to speculate because people people really run with what i say like Mm -hmm. i'm not sure i'm i'd have to go back and i've been i was asked when i first started not to not to do the speculation thing anymore but i think it was a very i think it was a very wise thing to ask me because people now that i'm involved in things run Really far with what I say sometimes. Like, I have found random Discord comments of mine cited on the wiki. And I'm like, what <laughs> is this? Like, this is an offhand not comment
0: not on not the not wiki. Not. <laughs> it's like I mean, cited well, on like, the Discord, cited on the wiki. Yeah. yeah. Not even being able to just kind of joke, right? Like, Publicly joke,
1: for, yeah. For instance, I I uh, i joked about Urza being a war criminal with the upcoming Brothers War thing, and I saw people mm-hmm. talking about it in, in a disc or someone talking about it in a Discord, like, "Oh, the Lore Master is saying this. So this must mean this is the direction they're heading with it. It's possible that's the direction they're heading with it." Also, I just like to call Urza a war criminal.
0: <laughs> like, right. That, that's like fair. That's also just something that you do. Like it's just stating facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like how Nicol Bolas did nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had a really bad upbringing with an older brother who was not the best. Um, that's all I can say. See, yeah. that's my nice. moment.
3: He did the whole War of the Spark thing so that he could recreate his glasses, so that he could read his books in the meditation he, realm. Yes. It's established. And I, I'll
1: yeah. also say I also try not to think about things too much until they're in a much more solid form. So, mm-hmm. for instance, the um, the 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 Brothers War set that's been revealed yep. for for next year, I have known that they were looking at doing something with the Brothers War since I first basically started with um, doing contract stuff with Watsi, and the ver- first version I've seen is different from, uh, like stuff that's coming out and that happens a lot um like a lot a lot uh so you know like what they're thinking of two years ago uh is different than what comes out in two years because it goes through a lot of different hands decisions are made that are the practical decisions are made uh from when things were just pie in the sky creating a thing to be creative based on whatever so i try not i also try not to think too much until i have seen like where things are actually gonna go with something because otherwise i think uh mark rosewater experiences this a lot uh when because he's the only wizard staff who like talks that much uh, publicly about things um and vorthos get upset with him pretty often because he frequently gets things wrong but for him no but i mean in in fairness to him like he is at he is in the meetings when they're first coming up with the idea and it iterates and changes and changes and what he says was probably correct at some point point. but trying to track that will drive you like insane which is why i try not to like keep any of it in my head until we're in a much more final form because it's, it's much more difficult being the continuity guy, not when I see like three different drafts of something and have to remember which which of my recollections is the correct version. Let me go back and double check this.
3: Yeah, we, um, we joke a, a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you have the same experience with, with the Vorthos cast about time traveling, where try, keeping track of what you recorded that hasn't been posted yet in, in order of episodes and things. And it's like, that's nothing compared to what happens for people working on sets for and things like magic sets because there's such a long run-up lead. And, and any creative pursuit, any creative thing, there's the initial version and it goes through iterations and, and changes as it goes. And so, yeah, trying to keep track of all that is it's ridiculous (laughs) i
0: just i still think my favorite version of that is when we had gavin on (laughs) and he talked about like going home one day and just like kind of like just like getting the hair that he was going to like clean out his refrigerator and he just starts like starts throwing things out and then literally had like the year wrong in his head
3: yeah
1: because (laughs) they had been working on
0: different sets and he thought like all this stuff in his fridge was expired that was all fine
1: yeah you're Uh, thinking about 2022 a whole lot i will tell you i'm glad they just revealed everything um when they did uh so you're you're probably not on planes of the multiverse yet but like the the kamigawa section in planes of the multiverse uh if you want to have me back on to talk about that when you actually talk about that okay i'll I'll talk about it more but like (laughs) that went through a lot of inter- iterations, especially with like whether or not to include anything from the new set. So basically it would only have been artwork that has now been previewed. Like you've seen it in the, the slideshow. Yeah. Um, yep. But to show, but it wasn't clear when this book would come out versus when things would actually be uh, previewed. And it just happened to work out like sick. When This happened to me with legends too. I don't remember exactly what, Um, where like the thing that was going to be like a scoop in the book, like the first revelation, um, that they like go back and forth and back and forth on whether or not this is going to actually be included. Uh, and then finally the book ends up coming out like a day after they reveal it
3: (laughs) publicly (laughs) all of that,
1: but like, they know that was going to work out when we were working on this a year and a half ago. Right. So yeah. Oh
3: yeah and that's and that's just the and there too you're you're dealing with all sorts of other things you're dealing with the publisher you know all, you're dealing with all the things required all the logistics required to get that done whatever's going on in in watsi with the various when are we going to make this reveal they can have a plan of when but then things might change that shifts it over time and yeah, just the fact that anyone is able to keep track of this and get us new magic sets, you know, every couple months or a few weeks, depending on what you're talking about and when, is just impressive. And it's that's awesome that it
1: happens. In in terms of like, so for an example with like Legends, uh, when I was writing Legends, I had gotten the world guide for Um, uh, Ikoria, uh, like late in the process to include cuz they really wanted the the Korea monsters in there and um General Kudro and so I wrote about it and I ended up including a character profile for General Kudro that was like really positive like he's the defender of humanity and this and that and I get a note back like I think I don't remember if it was um doug byer or james wyatt because both of them looked at the the text on, on these books at various times going back uh general Cujo is the bad guy i'm like oh okay we're going with <laughs> we're going with the the fascist uh anti-monster state okay i wasn't quite sure from the information i had whether or not what was going on
0: with him but look i'll, I'll go ahead and fix that <laughs> i uh, yeah i love that <laughs> Yeah, that's great that sums it up so well yeah and so speaking of legends no sorry speaking of (laughs) planes of the multiverse um we're actually giving away a copy of your book jay um and yes and on top of that you who just act completely surprised by me saying this have agreed (laughs) to, to have me send the book to you first to be personalized is that correct yeah, sure. Is that still is that still on the table? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay.
2: Um, so what, so what I did what
1: yeah.
0: I did for my own giveaway is
1: um if if you win, uh, I'll let I'll let you guys figure out who who wins. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh if if you win, you can request just give me a request for a little piece of J artwork in there. It's not going to be the greatest piece of art, but I I will try and make it funny uh and memorable. It may be dinner. goblin related. And and I mean, if you want a goblin related, it can hundred percent be goblin related. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I I will I will give you a little piece of art, sign my name, and send it off.
0: I mean, this is this has just been awesome to actually get to sit down and talk to you because I mean, we we love your work on the Porthos cast. I mean, you all are we we consider ourselves more like the Melthos anyway, but also kind of the low lore. We're kind of the just we, our goal has been to tie it to the the real life a lot more. Um, you know, that being kind of our niche at this point. But I mean, it's been cast like yours um, and the work that you've done on like these books, like the fact that these visual guides even exist uh, that really have been able to like inspire us. And I think that made something like anything we do possible. So So I just realized the question that I never
1: answered, which was how did I first come about working on these books? And the answer is basically... (laughs) no one else had time internally
2: to work on the <laughs> sequel to rise of the gate
1: watch. Like it That's ended up fair. being uh, much more work in addition to other things that were getting piled on than they had anticipated. Um, and they were like, well, who do we know that can write a lot about all these different characters? Oh, how about the guy who is already like writing stuff for us and editing stuff for us as like the continuity guy? Uh, and that's how I got hired for these books. And so they introduced me to the, to the publisher, um, and recommended, like, if you want someone who has written a lot, you know, like at the time I had written 300,000 words on magic that I had published, that's, that's higher. Oh yeah. I am closing in on uh, half a million. Um, probably next year I will have, I'm not sure exactly. (laughs) I have to go back and look at my. I started tracking God. my my spreadsheet when I was up there, but I think yeah, yeah, I'm'm def- I'm definitely over 400,000 at this point. Um, I appreciate they have a spreadsheet for this. That makes Of course I do different. I'm the I am the spreadsheet guy like I am <laughs> that's my superpower. <laughs> this is the spreadsheets that is like no joke I've actually saved lives with spreadsheets. Um, so <laughs> I mean, that literally was the purpose of the spreadsheet how, how, how many people how many people can say they've saved
0: lives because of spreadsheets? they've created man well thank you once again and i'm going to leave since you're not allowed to speculate or do anything i'm just going to drop something and that is my fact that the red herring is that the brothers war is actually about ugin and bolus
2: and that's our show for today you can find the host on twitter Hotsu can be found at hopsq and alex newman can be found at mel underscore Send any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to at Goblin Lore pod on Twitter or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support your friendly neighborhood gobsled, the cast can be found at Patreon.com slash pod. Opening and closing music by Vindergotten, who can be found on Twitter at Vindergotten or online at vindergotten.bandcamp.com. Logo art by Steven Raphael can be found on Twitter at Steve Raffle. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content, as well as magic content of all kinds. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at hipstersofthecoast.com. Thank you all for listening, and remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.